Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning, it's uh, 10 o'clock. Fantastic. So, um, lovely to see you all. Well, to see you beginning to come on this morning. So, um, fantastic. Beautiful. Here we go. Okay, praise God. Are you good? Amen. So welcome to what is our sisterhood morning on a Thursday. And um, again, it's always just lovely to see you and to um, connect. And, uh, you know, from the outset, I'm going to let you know as you begin to like join me. Praise the Lord that um, if you were part of the mega prayer meeting for the Americas, for Canada, North America, Central America, South America, did I get it right? Um, that Brian mentioned that we're actually in the United States. So, um, you know, we've come here in the last few days uh, because we need to and not easy to actually get out of Australia. You need to have a central business to do, which we do. So, um, yeah, we're here right now. And I'm kind of glad he mentioned that because I wasn't going to cope if, um, if we didn't let you know that. So I'm in a different time zone, girls. It's 10 o'clock for you, but it's five o'clock here. And I am dying of heat. We're in um, our little space that we stay in when we come here. It's not very large. And um, I've closed the windows because uh, the noise outside, there's cars and there's sometimes sirens and there's um, young people making noises out there. So um, if I start to do this, just empathize with me, will you? Fantastic. So um, it's good. Praise the Lord. And any moment, my husband is going to walk in because he's doing, um, he's in the middle of global board meetings at the moment. And, um, you know, talking about wondrous things and important things and he's going to walk in any minute right there and then take a shower so that we can go down to the studios and get ready for the weekend so there's a lot happening in my little space right now amen so are you good i can see a bunch of you coming in as always it's beautiful hello alida hello england up in bali beautiful faith with all your drawings my beloved belinda singh my friend Catherine ram so many of our great girls so for those of you who might be joining from um somewhere else in the world because obviously this is a live it just goes live and it's up there for everyone but you know, primarily we're talking to our sisterhood girls in Australia. This is um, ISO season still, actually. And, um, you know, normally we would meet on a Thursday morning in locations all around the country, up into Indonesia, etc. Can't do that. Obviously, we're at week 11 of doing it in this format. And... Um, yeah, so obviously a lot of our um, international girls, um, our Hillsong girls from around the world, color friends, um, join in because they can. Here I am <laughs> melting. And, um, and then of course friends, anyone from around the world. And so we love you and we're praying for you. Amen. Beautiful Lisa Moore up there in um, uh, Queensland. It's lovely to see you. And my beautiful Laurie, my beautiful assistant, I miss you already. So um, I'm going to pray in one second. Again, hoping that you guys get on board. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to pray in a second. 
Um, okay, I'm just going to pray right now. <laughs> okay, in Jesus' name. Father God, I just want to thank you for every person who is listening in right now, who has joined into this conversation and joined into our fellowship this morning. And Father, we commit them to you. I commit our way to you. I commit the girls to you. I commit the families, the homes, the households, everyone, whether we're part of um, our church and our sisterhood or we're just... Um, dropping in from somewhere else. I just pray, Father, that you'll continue to have your divine way in our lives, that you'll overshadow our lives, that, Father God, um, the hope that is in you will continue, that in Jesus' name, you know exactly the thoughts and the plans that you have for us, thoughts for good and not evil, to give us a future and a hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Nice to see you, Nat Pingle, and others. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, yes, so how much do you love... Jeremiah 29 11 at the moment which just came to mind there but I mean really the fact that there is a God in heaven who knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for us may not seem like that sometimes it may seem confusing and crazy but he does know the thoughts and the plans that he has for us and they're outworked in you know the redemptive plan and the love of his almighty son and his holy spirit and we need to keep remembering that in Jesus name there is a future and there is a hope for this world in Jesus' name, amen. Can I just give you, I just, um, you know, I'm taking a different format this morning, obviously, because that is needful. But just a couple of things. I want to give my sister a shout out. We always give shout outs. We, we sisterhood here. My sister's birthday today, and she is 71 years of age. So, Karen, happy birthday, sweetheart. And um, there's a little gift coming for you. We send it before I came away, so I hope you get that soon, and I hope it works, and it's probably the wrong size. We'll just figure it for you. It was Cass's birthday yesterday, many, many birthdays, actually, across the life of church and, and friendship and what have you, so happy birthday to everyone. And also, um, just, you know, while we're getting started here, um, <laughs> late last night here, okay, so we're tracking, California, we're tracking behind the times. You're on Thursday, we're on still Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but I got a text from um, my dear friend Martin and, um, you know, been a, a long-time friend. And he told me, he gave me another Mavis update. And so here's our Mavis update. Remember Mavis from previous weeks? Beautiful, elderly Mavis, gorgeous Mavis, inspiring Mavis. Mavis who gave me the coat hangers a couple of weeks ago to say thank you for her kindness. Um, anyway, so she came in and uh, she was listening to these conversations from recent weeks and loving them. And I'm like, does she, oh my gosh, does she still love us? And he goes, she loves us. And that aside, get this, she goes, oh, I hope I have this fact right, so forgive me, but I, this is what I heard. She goes, oh, um, oh, I know these people. She goes, she apparently used to, um, what do you call it, volunteer. <laughs> she used to volunteer with Rotary back in the days of Hills District Youth Service and when I think Chris Kane was part of that team. So that is our glorious connection with Mavis. So we love that, amen. All right, praise the Lord. We've prayed in Jesus' name. Okay, here's the deal, girls. Um, today is gonna be a little bit different. I'm not um, dialing in for conversation with anyone today. Um, I've thought about it. I made it, I did a lot of preparation to dial in with certain people in context of what's going on. And it just got complex with the timing and with just everything. And so today's gonna be a little bit different. I'm just gonna chat with you if I may. Okay, just love on you and just chat with you because a lot has happened. Don't you just love this? It's live too. I'm like Laura. 
we just all cry easily. Um, okay, Whew. I need Brian to walk in now and distract me. But um, yeah, so a lot has happened in the last seven days, not least that we came here, but a lot has happened in the last seven days. And as you know, girls, we have spent the last, um, pose yourself, Bobby, we have spent the last 10 weeks um, as a sisterhood. Um, <sighs> Um, encouraging one another. I gotta get my bearings here. And check out my lion. Isn't he lovely? Amen. It's like the lion of Judah. Whew. Praise the Lord. Stop it, Bobby. Um, here. We have spent the last 10 weeks in COVID season encouraging one another and um, connecting and doing our very best in this COVID season to stay connected as a sisterhood, as a company of friends. And, you know, it's looked different every week. Honestly, there's been weeks where we've just kept each other's spirits buoyant and, um, you know, being jovial and joyful and, you know, just done life together. Other seasons where sessions or weeks when we have it's, it's shifted it's been there's been light and shade um in recent weeks it's been lovely to actually um hook in and interview with different people and to glean from them and you know last week was wonderful just talking with mel wade was just absolutely wonderful but here's the deal as we all know right we all know you know it's very apparent <laughs> it's very apparent that this season this season this COVID season um has been destined to bring more to the surface than what we realized. And I know when I spoke um, at Mother's Day, the Mother's Day message that I crafted and I believe I wrote by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and it was genuine and heartfelt. Remember I said, there's gonna, we're, we're gonna come out of the season, there's gonna be an aftermath of some description. And that's obvious, everyone was saying that, but it's like, there's gonna be an aftermath and we need to be present and accountable for it. And, oh, I'm gonna burn my nose, hang on babes. Oh, praise the Lord. There goes young people. Oh, do you love this? <laughs> this is going out of, around the world. <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay. All right. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Tell me, tell me you're all good. Oh, shivers. Praise the Lord. Shivers. That was shivers, by the way. Um, yes. So that Mother's Day message, I gave recent reference. I really felt that something was, we're going to feel an aftermath of some description and that is apparent because it is apparent that this season <clears throat> has brought more to the surface when it comes quite literally to racism to racial inequality to racial racial profiling and quite literally every dark shadow that lurks and looms in that territory and we know that and I just want to say here, and forgive me because I've written myself a little bit of a track because I kind of need to this morning, obviously. But um, I am choosing, by the grace of God, I am choosing to believe that God is going to use this season. And he is going to use this awakening. He is going to use this heightened awareness. He is going to um, use this reckoning that is taking place to bring about change that is actually enduring. Change that is going to endure, not change that is just going to happen and then people are going to move on and then it's going to go back to what it was, but it's going to bring change that is enduring. And um, you know what? I want to say it here and I need to say it. We want to stand on the side of what is right. We want to stand on the side of what is solution and, you know, is Christ-centered in this. And um, 
you know, I, I am very aware. I've, I've actually agonized for today how to encapsulate in a few words, speak to our hearts and to encapsulate with the minimum amount of words that I actually have here. But, um, and it's difficult. It's hard to articulate it all in one little thing. But um, I, keep, I keep being drawn to Revelation. I keep being drawn to the last pages in Revelation. And, you know, I've said this to you before, but honestly, you know, you know if it's the last chapter in the Bible and we see this profound and beautiful utterance and declaration at the end of time and as we understand end of time to be in the Word of God, and it says the spirit and the church rise up and they say, come together. They say, come. But you know what? At the front of that last chapter, can I just say to you that there is a declaration there that literally says, let that which those who are holy remain holy and let those who are wicked remain wicked. And it's hard to process and digest it. But it, to me, when I read that at face value, it seems, it appears that even when we get to the last stance in society, in life, in, you know, this time frame that God has given us, that you know what, there's still going to be evil on the earth. And it's never going to be fully annihilated because it's evil of this dimension is birthed in something quite demonic and dark. And yet God says, let us, let those who are holy continue to be holy. Those who are wicked, if you're going to be wicked, remain wicked. I mean, what can you do? So I just want to remind us that we are contending here with also forces of evil. And, you know, Scripture says there is that which is light and that which is darkness. There is that which is good and there is that which is evil. But we as a body of believers, we as a church, amen, Brian and I, our church, the core values of who we are, quite literally, we want to stand on the side of what is right and what is solution. And I'm going to say this because it needs to be said. But, you know, just to be clear, can I just say this? To be clear, black lives do matter. Black lives do matter. And racism is wrong and abhorrent, abhorrent on every level. It has to end. And the devaluation of life in any form, the devaluation of life at any level is so contrary, again, to the heart of God and who we are in Jesus' name. And, um, you know, we're all on a journey, hey? We're all on a journey, praise the Lord. We are all on a journey. This is our thus far, and we're going to get better, and we're going to get stronger. And um, I just want to say that Brian and I, with many others, we are choosing to um, open our eyes wider. Amen? Choose to open our eyes wider. We are choosing to um, humble ourselves and to um, apologize if we have fallen short in serving any one of you in this regard, okay? And that we are sorry for the pain that so many people actually are experiencing right now. And so I just wanted to say that. And you know, I, I just mentioned before, you know, there's from Revelation that and then it talks about, you know, the whole book of Revelation is somewhat of a mystery. But it talks of like, um, there's a river that flows from the, from the throne of God, from the presence of God. And actually, um, it says that the, the leaves on the trees are for the healing of the nations. And there's going to come a day when there's going to be a healing of the nations in every, in every possible way. You know, girls, um, 
You know, we have been praying for revival for years. As a church, as a sisterhood, we've been praying for revival for years. We've been singing of revival for years. We've been praying for the fresh wind of his spirit for years. And if there is one thing, if there is one thing that I know of the Holy Spirit is that he brings the tender compassion of God into every situation that he is invited into or that is prayed over. Did you hear me? The one thing about the Holy Spirit, and we've come into this year, fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. We've come into this year believing that 2020 and this new decade would um, would usher in something of significance. And you know what? As as dangerous as this might sound for me to say, you know what? What is happening on the earth right now is in this context is actually an answer to prayer. It is an answer to your prayers. It is an answer to prayer. And again, when he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, because this is who he is, he brings the tender compassion of God into that situation. And you know, he can probably move a lot quicker and a lot more accurately um, when he is invited into a situation, when we invite him into our heart, when we invite him and say, Holy Spirit, come into the situation. Um, but, you know, he can probably do a lot more if he's invited rather than just prayed upon. But when we pray about things and when we um, declare the promises of God and the goodness of God into situation and over lives, change happens. Do you know that? You know that, don't you? I'm not daring to look at the comments because it, I'm going to get fully more distracted. But you know, it does. And so, you know, personally, you know, I'm not the first person to say this, but personally, you know, I believe that God has lanced. He has lanced a festering wound um, within humanity. To lance is to cut it open, to cut open a wound. He has lanced it open. And it's a wound that is actually felt across the breadth of humanity in every continent, every nation, um, every generation, sadly, but it has. And it's a festering. And you know what? With As with every infection, as with every infection or wound that gets infected, because sometimes, you know, you can have an infection and then sometimes you can have a wound that gets infected. And when I think about, you know, the realities of racism and hatred and all of this, those are wounds that are infected. Those are wounds that are afflicted rather, and then they become even more affected. But as is the nature of every wound, listen to me, or infection, this is how it works. It has to be exposed. Um, it has to be cleaned. The poison has to be drawn to the surface. Then time goes into play, time. Then you give it time and then you clean, you give it clean dressings. You apply clean dressings to the wound and you apply tender loving care. And then with all of those things in place and taking place by the grace of God, you know what? That wound begins to heal. It begins to heal. And then what is left will be a scar. And it's not, the scar is not invisible. The scar is a fact. It is a testimony that you have had a wound in your life and now you are healed. And, um, you know, I think, you know, with, again, pastorally, this has been our message all our lives, girls, that, um, you know, when, when the Lord touches aspects of our lives, when he begins to minister to our lives and when the word of God and the spirit of God and the love of God, do you know those those wounds, those scars, they come to, we get, you get to a place where you can look at that scar. And like Joyce Meyer says, I've always quoted her because it's profound. You can look at that scar. You can, what does it literally say? You can, you can get to a place where you can kiss the scars that have wounded you. Why? Because they have taught you the deep places in God. 
They have taught you the deep places in God. So I have scars on my life, actually. Some of you don't know what those are, but I have scars on my life. And if I think about them, the scar reminds me for a moment about the, the pain. It reminds me about the situation. But you know what? You get to a place where you're like, I'm not going to swap that ever. I'm not ever going to swap that because it's taught me the deep places of God. You've actually heard me say that many, many times, right? Is this too intense for you? <laughs> I hope not. I love you guys. Okay, Shepherd Ha here. Now, can I just tell you a little story? When I was a child, um, I had a boil. All right. Has anyone ever had a boil? They're disgusting. All right. And I don't know. I think maybe today with more antibiotics, I'm, I'm a little bit old. You know, maybe we don't see as many boils. I don't know. But um, I had a boil. And a boil, actually, I've only had one in my life. And a boil is actually an infection of the skin. It's an actual infection of the of a hair follicle, actually. And it can develop and become other things. I'm not a doctor. But anyway, all I know of a boil is that it can sit. Um, it sits under the surface. And it's kind of not visible. There's a metaphor playing out here, people. It's not, not always visible to, to other people, to others. But it's... Um, it's agonizing for you as it begins to develop and take form. And my dad, I've talked about my dad many, many times. And so you um, sisterhood girls, you know how much I love my dad and how I speak with affection of my dad. And, um, but there might be others listening in here, right? And so my dad was beautiful. Let me tell you about him. He, um, his name was Arthur Gordon MacDonald, MCD MacDonald. Um, he was, he died when I was 14, okay? And so he was beautiful and he was of Tongan um, descent. He was a Pacific Islander. And so I'm not quite sure how the story goes. My sister might correct me because I was only little, but um, you know, I think his grandfather or his father, I'm not quite sure, okay, uh, sorry, um, was on a ship coming from England back in the day. The ship went past the islands, he jumped ship, and he fell in love and married a beautiful Islander Tongan girl. And uh, they had three little boys, three children, and then somehow mysteriously, it's a mystery, he, uh, they both would die, the children were orphaned, and my father was five, and apparently a grandmother. The grandmother brought these three little boys to New Zealand and raised them. So praise God for all the grandmothers in the world who have done that, amen. And so my dad was old school. My mum, many of you know my mum, the story of my mum, she's also passed, but my mum was as white as white as white. She was so white, she was so fair-skinned. Um, she had beautiful raven, beautiful red hair as a young woman, which she lost later in life for other reasons. But, you know, she was sick, but she was so fair that when she went out in the sun, she would literally get skin cancer. So that's my mum, and that's my beautiful island Tongan father, all right? And so I think I got his, his beautiful... Um, skin i only need to look at the sun and i, I change color all right so my dad when i had this boil he's old school he's an islander he's beautiful he's like he's gonna he's gonna uh, uh, look after it um as only he would and so this is what he did he tended the infection my dad tended the infection and this is what he did he did it with salt packs and so back in the day he he got gauze and he cut it up into squares and then he layered gauze and salt and gauze and salt and gauze and salt and he made these incredible salt packs and then he applied um, hot water to them I think if I recall and then he laid them on this infection in my leg it was on my knee you know what my dad did my father can you hear this my father drew the infection to the surface 
my father drew that boil, that skin infection. He drew the infection to the surface. And then it broke because it would break. And um, it was messy and it was painful and it was not pleasant. It was ugly. It was shocking. It was that connection. Okay, paused. Am I still with you, darling girls? It just told me I'd, I'd paused here. Um, okay, it was messy. It was nasty. It was shocking. It was shocking how much muck, how much, shall I just say it, how much pus, how much ugly infection actually came out of that small space on my little knee as a child. And you know what my dad did? He cleaned it up. He cleaned up the mess. He cleaned up the pussy mess. It didn't daunt him. It didn't floor him. I never saw him whinge or, 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 or draw away. He cleaned up the mess. And then my dad spent days and days and days tending and dressing that wound. He dressed it. He dressed it day after day after day. And he dressed that wound until it healed. And then I grew up with a scar on my right knee where that boil was. And um, I'm gonna tell you something here. Every time I look at that scar, and I don't look at it a lot these days because, you know, who looks at my knees, but um, when I look at that scar, um, I don't remember the pain. I don't remember the full ugliness. Do you know what I remember? That my father, my father tended it. I remember my father's tenderness towards that situation and um do you know what that is what i am believing i am believing this is my prayer for this season maybe this isn't what you wanted to hear today but this is what you're getting from pastor bobby my prayer my prayer is that this will happen to this festering wound that has broken open in this COVID pandemic 2020 season and that you and i amen that you and i imperfect as we are, imperfect as we are, all right, yet willing, will be the salt in helping this wound to heal. You know, Jesus said, the scripture says that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So my prayer is that we will become salt in bringing healing to individual lives who have been assailed and affronted and offended and hurt and victimized and murdered Okay, in Jesus' name, not just in America, in Australia, in Africa, in Europe, all around the world, okay, that we can be a part of that in Jesus' name. So that's my prayer for us, all right? And you know what? I'm, I believe that as the body of Christ, as the body of Christ, we have a responsibility to be part of the outcry, always. We have a responsibility to be part of the outcry, but we also have a responsibility to be part of the solution. We have a responsibility. And right now in the world, current news, I don't know how much you're seeing, it's pretty full on in places. There is rightful and righteous protest and there needs to be protest, amen? And there are peaceful protests and there is an outcry. And you know what? We are lending our voices and you know some are critical of us and how fast we've done that or not, but, but we have always stood for justice. Okay, so let's not get crazy here and pedantic hear our hearts all right we're going to stand with the outcry and we're going to do what we need to do but we also have a responsibility that you know to be angry and yet sin not to be angry and yet yet sin not and so i pray that 
we understand that and I'm just saying it so that it can be said as well and you know for years girls right at color at sisterhood the whole nine yards the spirit of our church we've always said there's three things when it comes to the injustices around the world there is you know there's awareness there's response and there's solution and awareness alone you've heard me for years awareness for awareness alone is not enough it is not enough just to be aware you know, when the world woke up that human trafficking and sexual, the sexual slave trade still exists, existed in this, in this time in history. You know, it wasn't enough just to, to raise awareness. You have to respond. And then response needs to create pathways of solutions. So we as a church, you know, we're going to get stronger and better. We're going to step into the gaps if there are gaps. And by the grace of God, hey, we're going to do this. And so, you know, words, I'm going to stop soon, but the words are powerful at the moment. Words are extremely powerful. There's a lot of words going around and we want them to be words of life and words of hope in Jesus name. Amen. And um, so, you know, when it comes to words and when it comes to prayer and when it comes to weeping with those who are weeping right now, these are important and powerful things. So I want to just read you, if I may. It was like where I could read so much, but what, what shall I read, Father? And so I want to read to you Romans 8, 22, if I may. And it's really in context of the Holy Spirit hearing our, hearing our desire. And, and so Romans 8, uh, 22 says, Listen, girls, are you with me still? Praise God. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains or pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours, these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the longer, the, but again, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Verse 26. Are you hearing the Spirit of God in here? Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. Did you hear that? If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail of our lives um, of love for God is outworked into something good. Okay, that was Romans 8, 22 in the message. You can go there and look at it, look at it in different translations. But what stirred me to that was the spirit and the ache within the Holy Spirit, within the heart of God right now for people and for like these realities that are happening. And I just want to draw our attention to that. When we don't know how to pray, when we don't know how to articulate, there is a spirit within who grieves for humanity. He is the softness of God. He is the beauty of God. He is the gentleness of God. He is the one who, like I told the story of my father, tenders the wounds and tenders the pain and brings it to healing. And so, you know, I, it's a strange thing, girls. Last week, 
uh, we spoke with Mal Wade, okay? Are we all right here? I hope we're okay here. Okay, I spoke, um, I, I interviewed with Mal Wade and it was a wonderful conversation. But the funny thing going into that morning was I felt I wanted to like talk about the power of tears and the power of weeping and the power of prayer. And I just felt it strange again. And what I wanted to do was literally pull a message that I spoke four years ago, actually, at Hillsong Conference. I wanted to pull a message. Oh, he's yelling young people outside. Um, praise God for that. Um, I wanted to pull a message and upload it into this space and actually point us to prayer. Let us, our hearts be moved again and point us to prayer for the land, for our nation, for Australia, for what's going on. Last week was, you know, National Reconciliation Week and celebrating um, milestones in this journey from a horrific history for our own people in Australia to present day now and onwards by the grace of God. And then Mal kind of, can you hear these young people? Mal, hallelujah. You know, we're in a different space. I haven't got wild birds in the background. I've got wild young people out there. Um, and then Mel posted and it was like, she wanted to come on, on, on this live. And so we had a conversation with Mel and it was fun and it was awesome and it was deep. And she told that amazing story how she was trapped under a boat, dying, gasping for breath. And in the darkness, someone, a cap, the captain of the boat came or the guy who was driving the boat came and said, follow me through the darkness, we're gonna come out of this. And she thought she was gonna, that was actually a very, very powerful story for this time in history. And so I, I, I went to Mel and that conversation, yet in my spirit, was I wanted to actually talk about prayer and tears again. And so you know what? I'm gonna release you in a few moments because we also need to go down and film for the weekend and get a lot of things done tonight. Um, but I wanna point you into the um, IGT live, live thing. Okay, we've posted that message, I've found it. It's from 2000, uh, 2016, 20, 2016. Um, Hillsong Conference, it's called Latter-day Tears. Some of you girls will remember it. We may have even shown it again at Sisterhood. It doesn't matter. I preached it, I wrote it, but I still listen to it and I actually was moved. And um, it's in the format for the channel, okay? So there's a, a, an introduction where um, United are on the Syrian-Lebanon border and it's beautiful, don't skip over it. And, but it's formatted into what has been the channel Sisterhood Brave series, so just be mindful of that. But I'm gonna ask us to look at that again. Maybe after we're finished here, if you've got time and space and quiet, or else create some time and listen to it again and allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. And then the other thing I wanted to do last week, and I'm doing it now, is create two spaces for prayer. And so we are loading um, a couple of um, songs, they're powerful songs, they're songs that resonate. And um, we've just they've just been seen together quickly, so, you know, don't get complicated with me. Um, but, uh, why am I saying that? Because, Here's the deal, we're in, online, we're in COVID season, we're doing online church and it's good. We stand in front of our TVs, hopefully, or we sit or we're watching our device and maybe we're singing and maybe we're not. And what is missing on the earth right now is a powerful collective corporate worship. You know, when we come in and we're not multitasking other things as we watch online church and worship, 
And I'm even guilty of doing that on occasion in these past few weeks. And so what is missing is this corporate sound of worship that is arising into the heavens. And so I am commissioning and asking my sisterhood girls, I can't legislate on anyone else, but my sisterhood girls, our Australian sisterhood and our global sisterhood to take some time and to really worship and to really pray and to really commit and allow the Spirit of God, a spirit of intercession and prayer and care and concern to actually be in your prayer so that we can actually um, create pathways, we can push back the complexities, we can push back the darkness, we can push back the stuff and actually good people who are ready and willing to literally make a difference in this and to create pathways of solid solution and change legislation and change government, change mindsets can actually, these things can happen, right? Are you saying amen to me? Because I'm pretty much preaching right now, but I believe it. And so the, so the songs are there so that you can actually have something to wing off and to begin to pray and worship with because how many times girls is it worship and warfare and so the songs that i asked for last night i asked the team to find them is you know prince of peace it is prince of peace and it is a powerful song it is powerful and it was written in a darker season and you know i know we were going through a hectic and a very dark season i don't know if some of you know that but you know we have doesn't matter and um and i know i know that song was written it was written for two boys two australian young people who made a terrible mistake and ended up being um, executed in indonesia and they went before a firing squad and i know joel and the boys and the team they wrote that song for them and they wrote joel said he wrote it for his father when he was going through a really dark season of um, oppression and attack so this prince of peace the lyric the beauty the words are stunning it's captain beautiful song captain navigating ourselves and this world through the storms and then also what a beautiful name and obsession and so the team have put that together for me and it's loading quite literally as we speak now and you can go in and find a moment and you can begin to worship and pray together as a sisterhood in jesus name amen amen because as i said in this message the latter-day tears our work in the field is not done our work in the field is not done and there are tears, there are tears of, uh, in that message I said there are tears of laughter, there are tears of pain and despair, and there are tears of another realm. And you know, I wept this morning when I began to talk to you. But um, you know, this is who our God is in us and it needs to continue, amen. So forgive me if I haven't quite said it um, as succinctly as one, some might like, but um, I'm just being honest and open here. And you know what, in the coming weeks, all right, we're gonna have conversations, conversations are already happening. And um, you know, we're gonna craft something even for this weekend. And you just gotta all be patient and listen to me, Hillsong Church. Listen to me, girls. Um, just gotta be still and know. And be still doesn't mean be silent. Be still doesn't mean be passive. Be still means be still in Him. Be still and know and be still and pray and stay at your post and stay with your convictions and um, and let's navigate people, okay? And that message I talk, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, I talk about sitting under that beautiful priest who taught me that when people are painting, when people are in agony and people are exposed, you know, what we do is we bend low and we weep with them. And when the time is right, we rise up 
and we continue to point them and one another onwards in Christ. That is our mandate. That is our message. It hasn't. It may not have been perfect always, but it is who we are in Jesus' name. Eh? So we're going to have some great conversations because um, we've got some amazing women in our church, amazing women with insight, with experience, with training. They're trained. This is their field of expertise. They're incredible. We have um, girls of all background, color, creed, story, magnificent. And we're going to hear and we're going to grow in Jesus' name because this is what God is doing. Amen. Good is going to come out of this in the name of Jesus. And yes, an evil world will st still continue. And no one can guarantee that no one will ever be cruel or unkind to another. But you know, for those of us who seek good, who seek light, who seek to stand on the side of Christ-like godly righteousness, do you know what? That's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be part of that answer in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I love you all. Okay, so what are you all gonna do this afternoon? Okay, in Australia. I don't even know what the weather is, so it's getting cold. I know. So we're here for whatever the season looks like, but we're uh, as I said to all the campus girls, we're away, but we're not absent. Alright? Big difference. Everyone say that. Away but not absent. And, um, you know, let's keep praying for one another. We are a church that has, we're an Australian church, but we have a global footprint. And we don't have the luxury of a lot of um, pastors and leaders who only have to take care of their one, um, their one space. Okay, you know, we, um, we're in a more wondrous, complex reality. And so um, we love you. You're beautiful. I'm going to pray for you, Father God. I know this is where I need to hook in with someone else and they can pray us out. Amen. Have I said everything? Forgive me if I haven't said what I need to say. But we're going to get there. Amen. All right. Father God, your mercy is in you every morning. And so, Lord, we commit ourselves to you. We commit this world to you, Father God. We don't draw back from praying for this world. And we don't draw back for praying for the field and the land and the people and the communities that you've entrusted. And so, Father, continue to move in our lives, continue to open our hearts and our spirits and our minds, our revelation. Father God, you are shining light into this world. You are shining light into this world. And so, Father God, continue to have your way. We pray for everyone who is hurting. We pray for the unrest. We pray for people who are in danger. We pray for people who are still suffering with COVID, Father God. We're not out of that part of the woods, Father God. So, Lord, we commit all of these things to you. And Holy Spirit, I, I pray that you will, um, as every girl who leans in today, as every girl who calls sisterhood, um, that, Father God, you will lead us. Lead us in prayer, Father God. Holy Spirit, lead us. Quicken our minds and quicken our spirits. In your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All right, I'm going to go. I don't want to leave you. Okay. All right. Hope you're okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Pray for us. We're going to get ready for the weekend. All right. Love you. See you later, girls. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. 
write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.